morning and welcome to Sunlight Christian Center, located in downtown Orange. Let's join Pastor Joe and the worship service in progress. The heart is an incredible muscle. It beats 70 to 100 times every minute. If you tried to keep up with your heart and squeeze it, just like the beat of your heart, in 10 minutes you'd quit. For sure in 15 minutes, in one hour your hand would freeze up. You wouldn't be able to do it. But the heart is so powerful, an incredible muscle, that it will keep on beating 24 hours a day. Every day, 100,000 beats. In a lifetime, 2.5 billion beats. And to keep your heart healthy, you got to eat fruits and vegetables, don't smoke, exercise, and stay away from all those chocolates that you're getting for Valentine's Day because that's not going to be good. The reason why I brought up the heart, because I've been talking about the heart for the last four weeks, is, is that the heart is at the center of the story that Jesus told about the sower. When Jesus said the sower went out to sow, he is really talking about the conditions of the heart. When he refers to the soil, it's a reference to the condition of the heart. The sower went out to sow, and he sowed some seed fell on the wayside, and the wayside was where people walked, and so the soil is packed down and hard, and it represents those who are hard-hearted, those who had gone through some experience, some difficulty, some event, some set of circumstances that hardened their heart, and now they don't open up to receive what God has tried to plant into them, so the word never penetrates. Jesus says, those are the hard-hearted ones, the ones who are angry and bitter. And then he said, the seed fell on the stony places, and the stony places, because they had a little surface soil, received the seed with gladness. But because there were obstructions under the surface of the soil, the stones were there, the seed could not produce a root. And because it could not produce roots, when the little flower, when the little plant uh, uh, reached up into above the surface and the sun came out the sun was so hot it shriveled up and caused the little seed to wither away and die and there was no fruit and Jesus said that that's that's the, the heart of the person who receives the word of God with gladness but they never study God's word never get any roots into God's word and the slightest storm that blows by some difficulty that comes by they fall apart and there's no fruit and the third soil was the thorny soil, and that was a soil that was fertile, but it was crowded with weeds. And when the seed was placed in that soil, there are so many interests and distractions in a person's life that the seed gets crowded out and is choked. And that represents the heart that's got so many things that they're doing that God gets in last place. And if you put God last place... Eventually, the life that God wanted to plant in you just disintegrates and is gone. Somebody listening to the story probably would be thinking to themselves, well, when does this seed succeed? I mean, everything is failure here. The seed can't handle it in the wayside. It falls apart in the stony soil and the thorny soil. And the what? What's going on? And then Jesus gives the punchline. He tells in this simple story in the eighth verse of the eighth chapter, but others fell on good soil, sprang up, and yielded a crop 
100-fold. Jesus is telling this simple story, and you would think that everybody could understand it because it seems so simple. And yet he says this, when he had said these things, he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, that's a curious statement because the story is so simple that you wouldn't expect Jesus to say, he who has ears to hear, let him hear because we already know what it means. But Jesus is saying that there's something in this story that does not, is not obvious. It's something that is a, it's something about this message that's underneath the surface. And you got to dig a little bit deeper. You can't catch it with your eye. You got to almost put your ear closer to the word to listen to it over again so that you could hear the real message that Jesus has. It's a message that is designed to be understood when you see what's going on below the soil. Under the soil, hidden away, where nobody can see, is where all of the action in this story takes place. Everything above the soil is almost meaningless. It's what's going on inside i was just like saying it's really what goes on inside your heart and when god wants to do a work in somebody's life he starts in their heart he starts in the hidden place in the deep place the place where nobody else can see god works from inside out and so the message in this story is that something is is down deep inside the soil and that's where the, the real miracle takes place. That's where the burst of life takes place under the soil. And he's saying to his disciples who might be discouraged because they're, they're listening to a story where the seed fails on the wayside, it fails on the stony side, it fails on the thorny side. And finally Jesus said, but there's good soil. And in the good soil, the seed does work and it does perform and it produces a harvest 100 fold. You could be living in the slums. If the soil is good, there'll be a crop. The seed works in the ghetto, and it works in the palace. It works on Skid Row. It works on Park Avenue. It works in the foxhole. It works in the sick room. It works in the courtroom. It works in the jailhouse. It works in my house works in your house. It'll even work in the White House. As long as the soil is good, the seed is going to grow. Jesus, at this time, his popularity was slipping. The religious leaders had rejected him, and so the crowds were a little thin. The disciples were probably thinking, well, it just seems that we thought that the Messiah was going to come. You know, sometimes you have ex expectations about God, and the, your expectations are dashed, and then you feel like throwing in the white towel. The disciples were at the place where the, the, they were expecting the Messiah. I mean, the Messiah was going to take over, but, but the religious leaders were leaving, and other people were leaving, and, and Jesus' popularity was slipping, and Jesus tells this story to tap them on the shoulder and say, just dropping by to let you know that there's no need for you to get discouraged because God has every intention of having a harvest. It works. Where he finds good soil, it's going to work. Now, there's a problem when it comes to the good soil, and I want you to see this. When you look at the, the soil, and the Bible says that it was good soil, when we see good in Scripture, we have a tendency of thinking, yeah, that's, that's good, but I'm not good. So that must not be about me. 
That's about Billy Graham. That's what that's about, the good soil. And we get the feeling that, well, you know, the Bible says there's none good, no, not one. So that must not mean me. So I'm really disqualified because I don't really feel good. And the devil hears what we're thinking. And he comes right alongside us and say, you got that right. You're not good. In fact, I'll prove it to you. Look at your track record. Look at your past. Your past comes rushing into your present and the devil says, you're not good because you did this and you did that and you behaved this way and you said those things. Think about your thought life. Your thought life is not good. And you look, look at you. The devil comes and the devil has, uh, he has, uh, seems like he's got a lot of comfort to move into our world and wag his finger in our face and tell us whatever he wants. He said, look at you. How could you be good? You're not good. You're sad. You're not good. You're depressed. You're not good. You're struggling. You're not good. You're having a hard time. You're not good. You, 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 you are broken. How could you be good? God's looking for whole people. But you're broken. And that is the point of this message. That is where the hidden message is. That's the reason why Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the reason is, is because the only thing that God has to work with is what is broken. God cannot deal with soil that is not plowed, and not raked, and not hoed. He takes the soil that's broken. Because the soil in its natural state, in its natural state's got weeds, its natural state's got rocks, in its natural state it's not capable of, of growing. In fact, if you wanted to see whether or not your seeds will do good, you throw your seeds out on the ground, come back two weeks later, and you'll, you'll discover that two weeks later your seed's not growing, but all the other seeds, the weed seeds, are growing up. And you think, so where do they come from? Where do those weed seeds come from? They were there all the time. They were there all the time, waiting patiently for you. Because that's the way the soil comes. David said, in sin was I conceived. When we're brought into this world, we are brought into this world in a desperate state. Oh, I know that little children look so cute and so wonderful and everything is... But the truth of the matter is that our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Only God can know it. And there is growing within us a stubbornness and a selfishness that is not good and it's not good soil. And so we need to know that, that the, the good soil does, doesn't become good because it happens to be in a good environment. It's not a good environment that produces good soil. It's, it's the plow. It's the rake. It's the hoe that produces the good soil, that breaks up the clumps, that allows it to be broken. And you know, the Bible says that the Lord is looking for a broken and a contrite heart. He's looking for people who have been broken. God takes dirt. Take good look at soil. After everything is said and done, it's nothing but dirt. And that's what God has to work with. God works with dirt. Unless you feel insulted, I just want to go back to Genesis when God decided he was going to make man. He scooped up some dirt and he formed us out of the dirt into his image. And so what God has to work with is nothing but dirt. But God needs good soil and the good soil doesn't become good just because it's there. It becomes good because it's worked. It becomes good because it's plowed. It 
becomes good because it's been treated. God calls us a, a dust in Scripture. Dust you are and dust you shall return. The Scripture calls us clay. We're nothing but clay. The only thing that God has to work with is dirt. Jesus said something in Matthew, the, the sixth chapter. He said, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. And if you consider the lilies, in fact, several years ago, I preached this passage, and I brought some dirt out here, and, uh, and I, I, I drew your attention to dirt because that's where lilies grow. They're beautiful, but they grow in dirt. They're wonderful flowers. They're pretty. They're fragrant, but they grow in dirt. And if you want to consider how the lilies grow, you got to go look at the dirt. And Jesus said, Solomon, in all of his glory, was not arrayed like unto one of those lilies. They're beautiful. They're fragrant. They're colorful. And God gets their color out of dirt. He gets the white out of dirt. He gets the pink out of dirt. He gets the fragrance out of dirt. All of the beauty that you see in a lily comes from dirt. And so the plant has to grow in dirt. If something marvelous is going to take place, you got to go to the dirt. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. you got to go to where the dirt is because that's where the miracle begins to take place. And you know, Jesus said the reason why we need to consider the lilies, consider the lilies, how they grow, is because there's a message in it. you got to go to the dirt to see the message. Here's the dirt. The lily, the seed falls into the dirt. There it germinates and it starts to grow roots down, stem up, then leaves, and finally flower and fragrance. And it all comes from the dirt. God allows this stuff to produce that wonderful stuff. And the only thing that the lily needs to do, the only thing the lily needs to do is keep growing. The rain comes, and the rain mixes with the dirt and becomes muddy. But the lily keeps growing. Then the sun comes out and it gets hot, and the lily keeps growing. Then at night when it gets chilly and the, the plant is shivering, it keeps growing. And then bugs start crawling all around, but it keeps growing. There's some people that get bugged and they leave God. <laughs> they walk out of the church, ain't come no more. This is what you call this Christianity? But the lily keeps on growing, regardless of all the bugs that are crawling around. Worms crawl around in the soil, but the lily keeps growing. Bees buzz around, the, and as I steal nectar from the lily, but the lily keeps the message, brothers and sisters, is that only thing God's got to work with is dirt. And all we've got to do is keep growing. We are the soil. And if we keep on growing, that's the good soil. How do you get olive oil? If you wanted olive oil, you have got to go to the olive and you've got to crush it to get olive oil. There's no other way to get olive oil than to crush the olive. It's got to be broken. And when God uses somebody... He breaks them. And God will use all kinds of circumstances to do the breaking. Sometimes it's an illness. Sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's an insult that slaps you in the face. Sometimes it might be a pink slip and a layoff. 
Sometimes it's somebody that doesn't like the way you comb your hair, so they've been talking about you, and and that you got to live through that. It's the plow. It's the breaking process. So we get all upset, and naturally, because we don't like to be in an uncomfortable position, but God sends some uncomfortable things our way that we don't like, because God sometimes is simply trying to get our attention. The, the abuse, the rejection, the neglect, the abandonment, that breaks the soil. And when the soil is broken... It's good soil. And that's where God can start the planting. It drops a seed. And so when a setback comes in, instead of us taking the setback and, and, and complaining, going up to God's complaint department to slam our fist down, say, what is this? God is simply sending the plow. He's sending the rake. I mean, if I were to ask for a show of hands, and I won't, for those that have been raked, over the coals and have experienced the plow, we've all been there. And God's simply preparing the soil. That's painful. But that's how you get good soil. We didn't come that way. God's got to prepare it. Did you know that, that every single snowflake that flutters down from the sky has a speck of dust in it. In fact, the snowflake would not be able to form unless it formed around a speck of dust. And then the ice crystal becomes the snowflake. And every shape and every form and every, every kind, but every one of them has within it the seed, that speck of dust. And God wants to make something beautiful out of our lives, and he will use the dirt. There is something in your life that God can make something beautiful out of if you're willing to yield it to him. The Bible says this, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That God took earth, mud, and filled us with his treasure. When Jesus comes into a person's life, it's God's treasure coming into an earthen vessel. I remember years ago, I went to Bible school with a fellow. His name was Jerry Kaufman. He was a Jew. And he lived in New York City, and he was a heroin addict. And he could not break this habit. In fact, he described it as a monkey on his back. And Jerry Kaufman had a girlfriend, and his girlfriend stole in order to help provide him with his support for his habit. She even sold her body so that he would have this habit. He needed the fix. He didn't want to be a heroin addict, but he was. He went to doctors. He went to hospitals, government programs, psychologists, psychiatrists. Nobody could help Jerry Kaufman. One day, he happened to find himself at the Damascus Street Church in New York City. It was a rally, and he sat in the back, and he listened to the sermon. And after the sermon, they opened up the altar. And uh, he, he was feeling such a heaviness on his heart because he was so tired of being a heroin addict. He said he would just give God a chance. And so he walked down to the aisle, didn't even kneel, stood down at the aisle, looked up to God and said, if you're there, if you can help me, help me. That was his prayer. 
that was the sum total of his prayer. Something happened when he was at the altar because he never got into heroin again. He was delivered. Because of that, he went to Bible school. That's how I got to know him. He went to Bible school at Zion Bible Institute, and he graduated the same class that I graduated, and he went on to become the pastor of a church in New York. He said, and always his testimony is, there was a monkey on my back, and nobody could get rid of it but Jesus. God's looking for good soil. He's not looking for people that have pretty reputations, because none of us do. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. And all our righteous is nothing but filthy rags. God is looking for somebody who's willing to say, Lord, this is me. Here I am. Take this soil and break it up and plow it under and rake over me what your word only can do so that you can plant a seed in my life and that I can become the person you want me to be. That's an attitude of submission. I can't fix this problem in my home, but God can. I can't manipulate the forces in order to deal with the future that's rushing at me, but God can. The future is in his hands. So I'm going to allow the circumstances that have broken me down to get me to the place where I can bring my broken heart to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. Would you touch me? Would you, would you make out of my life what I need to be? And God will do it. Years ago, many years ago, they opened up a tomb in Egypt, and uh, among all of the artifacts that they found in this tomb, they found sacks of wheat seed, 3,000 years old. And they wondered, I wonder if we plant this, if it will grow after 3,000 years. So they took the seed, and they planted it, and 30 days later, it sprouted. Incredible. It still carried the burst of life, and it began to grow. 2,000 years ago, Jesus planted his blood on Calvary. And his blood dropped into the soil. And when we stand before the Lord and his blood drops into this soil, along with eternal life comes an overcoming life. God gives us the power to overcome the circumstances that we're in. And he says that the seed that I planted in your heart will grow. What incredible love God had for us that he would send his son all the way to Calvary to die. Look at this. Stars in 
Jesus brought in the form of his blood that changes a life that brings a harvest sometimes we're searching 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 for things in our lives we got got lots of things but something's missing we get the the feeling that it just seems like I got what I think I need but something is missing that what is missing is Jesus and Jesus comes by and he wants to drop that seed of life into your heart. But he needs good soil. But there's nothing that you can do. Because you don't have control of the plow or control over the rake or control over the hoe. God brings circumstances. The plow, the rake, the hoe. He's looking for good soil, and he'll make good soil. You just need to surrender to him. Say, Lord, I'm bringing me. I'm bringing me and my broken heart. I'm bringing me and my broken dreams. I'm bringing me and my broken ideas. I'm bringing me and my broken home. I'm bringing me and everything that's broken in me to you. Would you allow that? that seed to be planted in my life that's what this is about it's your willingness to say Lord I surrender while we sing this chorus if you know it Nancy's going to sing it he makes something beautiful out of what it is you are he takes dirt and he makes something wonderful if you feel God's spirit speaking to you I want you to slip out from where you are come down to this altar I'll be glad to pray with you. Something beautiful, something good, all my confusion, he You have been listening to Pastor Joe at Sunlight Christian Center. We are located in beautiful downtown Orange, just one block north of the Chapman Circle at 172 North Glassell Street.